This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Taz and Jim here with you, and we want to talk about the big winner in the U.S. election on the weekend. Four seasons total landscaping in Philadelphia. (laughs) Talk about an advertisement. Holy cow. What the hell was this all about? On Saturday, uh, Donald Trump tweeted out, that his lawyers were putting on a press conference at the Four Seasons. And then he deleted that tweet and then retweeted something about it being at Four Seasons Total Landscaping, which nobody really understood. Yeah. And the the speculation is that they accidentally booked Four Seasons Total Landscaping thinking it was the luxury hotel. The Four Seasons. Yeah, they say no, it was on purpose. But well, here let's uh, let's have Fashion Girl four twenty sixty nine on TikTok tell the story. You guys, I know it's been a long day, but I really don't like that we're breezing over the fact that yesterday Trump said they were holding a huge press conference at the Four Seasons Hotel, and then they accidentally. <laughs> Total landscaping and Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> Rudy Giuliani. <laughs> to go there. <laughs> it is like something out of a comedy movie, <laughs> like Parks and Recreation or or Veep. Yeah, you know, because Giuliani went there and he's standing in front of a garage door. It just looked so dumpy. You're used to Trump with golden toilets and elevators and escalators. And (laughs) it's not even a nice parking lot. Like it's dirt. There's dirt on the ground. There's paint falling off the walls. And it's right next to a porno shop called Fantasy Island Adult Books and Novelties and across the street from the Delaware Valley Cremation Center. (laughs) Makes sense. It's on brand. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, If they did this, you know, they say they did it, maybe they meant to go here. To support small business? Maybe. Because it was in a friendlier part of town, they didn't want to go anywhere where there'd be a lot of Biden supporters. That was what I heard. Okay. The 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 sex stores are always on the other side of the tracks, right? No, generally. Fantasy Island books and novelties. The future home of the Donald Trump presidential library. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, you know, you, you take what you got. Four Seasons say they would have hosted any um, political... Um, a party for for a press conference so you know they're not taking sides oh they're nonpartisan they're nonpartisan they said hey they called us they asked and we said sure <laughs> <laughs> and i don't think they're regretting it because now they're selling tons of merchandise four seasons total landscaping t-shirts stickers etc on their website and yeah they have come out with a new commercial for their business Hey, this is Rick from the Four Seasons, Total Landscaping in Philly. Keep us in mind for not only landscaping, but your important press conference needs. Thanks to Rudy Giuliani over here, he got us on all the networks. All the networks? Wow! Calm down, calm down. 
After your stressful press conference, take a minute and unwind next door at Fantasy World Adult Bookstore. Yeah, it's a great place to tuck in your shirt. <laughs> she should be on all the networks. All the networks! So remember, when your press conference demands the absolute best, remember Four Seasons Total Landscaping. In Philadelphia, not the one in Scranton. That's my brother-in-law, and he's a bum. <laughs> he accidentally... <laughs> booked it at a place called Four Seasons Total Landscaping, and Rudy Giuliani... <laughs> Arkells! The boys keep working hard, man. They've got another new track that they've completed... It's a holiday banger called Pub Crawl, and they've done something really cool. If you want to hear it, they're encouraging you to go to um, a local establishment, have some food, have some drinks, and request the song. There's a list of bars and pubs that they have leaked the track to specifically Hmm. across Canada. And if you want to be the first person to hear the new Arkell song, you go to the bar and they'll play it for you. Cool. Yeah, if you're in Hamilton, Odds Bar, they even opened up on a Monday for this, <laughs> which is rare, all right? Mosaic Hamilton, if you like some delicious craft beer and uh, and new music from Arkells, you can go there. There's locations in Toronto, Vancouver, Saskatoon, Barrie, Aurelia. I'm not seeing any pubs in London, Ontario on this list, though, Jim. Mm, ouch. So our London listeners... Maybe out of luck for now, but we are trying to, uh, Taz and Jim are trying to broker a bit of a deal here because obviously, you know, a lot of pubs and restaurants and bars are going through some tough times with the current state of affairs. And that's why Arkells wanted to do something like this to help them out. And I think, um, you know, they've been reflective over the past couple weeks writing this song, Pub Crawl, about some of their experiences in bars and restaurants in the past because yesterday did you see the tweet yesterday Arkells tweeted at molly blooms which is an irish pub on richmond row in london ontario and it was an olive branch an apology an apology an apology um well, we've heard the story from Max before. Here he is years ago talking to our good friend, Mark Cameron. Uh, well, one time I was down there and I got kicked out of Molly Blooms uh, because the cover band was, was, uh, was taking a break uh, during their, their sets, uh, between sets, and I got behind the drum kit and I played a little <laughs> bit, and the, and, and the bouncer booted me out. So every, every time I played London since then, I always... Uh, a S Molly Blooms. I get the good. Uh, actually, I kind of like Molly Blooms, but it's a it's a good bit. Yeah, hey, understandable. We've all been kicked out of Molly Blooms, so don't worry. That's right. That's what I figured. It's like a badge of honor. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, for years, our Kells have been going around saying F Molly Blooms, <laughs> speaking poorly about the experience. Um, I, there was even a tweet from February 6, twenty ten, where on the official Arkells account, they called the management unreasonable and an a-hole wow uh-huh. this is going back so someone in the arkells camp dug that up yesterday i'm assuming it was max because you heard the story he was the culprit he's the guy who got on stage and started playing the drums 
Now, if any of us did that, we'd all be kicked out, right? Yeah, I get it, Max. Hey, hey, but. So, uh, Arkells tweeted out yesterday, years ago as a patron, I got kicked out of Molly Bloom's in London, Ontario for the crime of playing the drums <laughs> while the cover band was taking a break. Fair. I would like to make amends. Well, I have been in touch with our old friend Mike O'Brien, who owns Molly Blooms, and he is open. He is open to the possibility. Whoa! Of working through this. Oh my! You're like a you're like a divorce lawyer. I'm a, I'm the mediator. There may be a couple stipulations involved. For example, you're leaking the new song to all these bars and pubs. Can we hear it at Molly Blooms, Max? <laughs> I was looking at an outdated list, Jim. The Arkells have updated the number of uh, bars and pubs you can hear their new uh, holiday jam at. And who made the list? Molly Bloom's London. Hey! 7 p.m. last night. Who knows what happened, but... An updated list went out. Molly's officially... Well, it's a step in the right direction, for sure. um, With uh, resolving the... The rift between Arkells and Molly Bloom's Irish pub. I don't think we're there yet. And we want to make sure that this is this is something that is strong enough to weather the next storm. You know? Uh, it's it's definitely, as I said, an olive branch that the Arkells have put out there. But when you mess with somebody's drums, those are some deep wounds. <laughs> Whatever band that was has not forgotten, I'm sure. Yeah, well, Mike O'Brien, the guy who owns Molly Blooms, he's a very talented musician. He he traveled uh, playing music for years. So, and, and I'm sure the Arkells have learned this lesson by now. You don't mess with uh, with the equipment. Oh yeah, you know it, so, some bands that tour together won't let the other band use their drums. Exactly. So I, I'm sure Max understands that now, but I think we need to still bring these two sides together. Yeah. To hash it out once and for all. They need to have a beer and play a game of golden tea. The new Arkell's tune is called Pub Crawl, and you can hear it in Hamilton at Odds Bar at Mosaic, and you can hear it in London, Ontario at Molly Bloom's Irish Pub. And we're a couple weeks away from a Mike Tyson fight. Yeah, I know. It's the year 2020, but Mike Tyson is getting back into the ring. He's fighting Roy Jones Jr., who already, before the fight, has said that he may have made a big mistake getting in the ring with Mike Tyson. Yeah, there's some training videos of Tyson going off, and he looks like he's a young man again, and he looks scary. Still got it. He doesn't look as scary as he used to. If you go back and watch old Mike Tyson videos, knockouts on YouTube, Jim, mm-hmm. it really is. It's it's unhuman to see this guy in the boxing ring back in his prime. Mm-hmm. Especially because he was rarely the biggest guy in the ring. Because he's fighting heavyweight and their guys were always bigger than him. So but he fast was still, and so mean. Yeah, he was still crushing people. Uh, Tyson is doing publicity for this upcoming fight, and on a recent podcast, he insisted that he's never done steroids, but that doesn't mean he hasn't done some sort of drugs, and he admitted to cheating on drug tests in the past by using his kid's pee. (laughs) (laughs) He says, it was awesome, man. I put my baby's urine in it, and sometimes one time I would use my wife's. And I was like, baby, you better hope this, 
you better hope this doesn't come back pregnant or something. <laughs> and I said, we ain't going to use it anymore. We're going to use the kid. Because I got scared that the pee might come back pregnant. <laughs> so he was using his wife's. But then he didn't want to find out. Well, he didn't want them. Because if you, obviously the officials will become suspicious if yeah. you're a man and you pee into a cup and the result is you're pregnant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or or find out that his wife has been doing steroids or drugs. Also bad. Sure. But obviously she wasn't, mm-hmm. because that's why he was using her pee. Mm-hmm. So they switched over to the kid's pee, and he got away with it. Uh, have you heard of a whizinator? No. What's that? It's a prosthetic penis that people use to pass drug tests. <laughs> <laughs> and you can order it to match your skin color. So you get the one that's right for you. Yeah. And you fill it up with someone else's pee-pee. And then you put it in your pants. Because a lot of these drug tests, most of them, there'll be someone in the room that watches you pee to make sure that it's actually you. Hmm. And you're not just dumping a, a sample into the uh, into the cup. Yeah, because if there's a thing called a whizinator... Then uh, that's for sale. Then p- people must know about it who do these drug tests. So this no longer can happen. And I apologize for the terrible Mike Tyson impression. By the way, he says, "I had a brown with the nada. <laughs> <laughs> the guy was so effing macho. He was scared. I whipped it out, and he was turning away. Hey man, take the effing cup. This macho guy. He didn't want to look at me. So <laughs> I wouldn't look either. Yeah, I I can understand this this dude in the room." whose job it is to watch the toughest man in the world take a pee in a cup, why he'd be a little bit nervous. Yeah. What else is he going to do? <laughs> Say, nice. <laughs> uh, so it was the kid's pee. I wonder if the kid knew about that or he's just finding out about it now. <laughs> As an adult. Oh, that's why you're making me pee in the Ziploc bags and putting them in the freezer. I guess I, you owe me a couple of those belts? <laughs> Some money, maybe? You're welcome, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> Discussing Mike Tyson, admitting that he would use his kid's pee back in the day to pass uh, urine tests. Says he didn't do steroids, but he was obviously doing something he shouldn't have been. Hmm. And uh, he would get the job done with the help of a whizinator. Now, I remember years ago, this whizinator hit the market, and it was a big story back then. But I haven't really thought of the whizinator in years. And I was curious to see if it still exists, if you can still buy them online. Of course you can. <laughs> Here we are, thewizinator.com. If you're not familiar, it's a, um, it looks like a man's genitalia. You stuff it in your pants, you fill it with someone else's pee, and then when somebody watches you do the pee test, you, uh, you look like you're doing it yourself, right? It, yeah, it seems foolproof. How much would you pay for a whizinator, Jim? Well, I mean, if I would need one, like Mike Tyson, I guess, has an unlimited budget, but I guess for an average guy who just has to pass one for work, I uh-huh. would say maybe I would, I'd be willing, depending on the situation, to spend 150 bucks if it made a, meant I was going to keep my job. Well, do I have a deal <laughs> for you? The price was $139.95 for a Wizenator. They're now down to $129.95, and you can get them in many different styles. Here's the Wizenator Touch in white, the Wizenator Touch in tan, the Wizenator Touch in Latino. 
the Wizinator touch in brown or the Wizinator touch in black? I'll take one black, please. <laughs> they'll never, they'll never figure out your scheme. <laughs> You're pretty good at uh, selling these too, Taz. Maybe this is like a Vince Shamwow opportunity for you. The Wizinator touch is a discreet synthetic urine kit that's safe for all types of scenarios. It has the most lifelike, realistic fake penis on the market. <laughs> You're going to love my nuts. <laughs> the medical-grade synthetic urine kit features an ultra-low-quiet flow system that's very easy to use and operates with one hand. Oh, so there's a pump on it. Okay, I never thought about how it works, but you, you have to get pump it out. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Because you can't have it leaking before you get into the test room, yeah. right? Yeah. I figured it was gravity-fed or something. It's been ex uh, tested and proven to work in real-life situations. Each kit comes with the following two leg straps in addition to one high-quality <laughs> waistband to be sure that everything stays in place. Wow. Four organic heating pads that are guaranteed to maintain a realistic body temperature for eight hours. They thought of everything. Yeah, so it, you put heating packs in there, and it keeps the, the urine warm. So, Because I guess if you handed over a cup of refrigerated cold urine... Like chili apple juice. <laughs> right. Yeah, it'd be weird. That would be a red flag. How do you catch somebody using this thing? Like, the, does the person who's inspecting have to, you know, say shake it twice or something? Or, like, how would you... This seems, like, unbeatable. Here's how the Wizinator stacks up against its competitors. Does it have a silent valve? Yes, the Wizinator invented it. Duh. Competitors? No. <laughs> Lifelike prosthetic? The Wizinator Touch is hand-painted for realism. Wow, like a Dungeons & Dragons character. <laughs> hey, you got a new job? What are you doing for a living now? Oh, I'm painting Wizinators. <laughs> you, you said my art degree would be useless. <laughs> Competitors looks like plastic. Is it a brand name? Wizinator, yes. Competitors, no. Counterfeit. The price? Most value for your dollar. Competitors, double the shipping price. <laughs> Discreet packaging, overnight shipping. If you've got a drug test tom tomorrow, order a Wizinator today. <laughs> there you go. I got to find out what these substitutions for the Wizinator are. Like, this is a market with a, <laughs> like a deep competition. Shouldn't have bought the knockoff Wizinator, Jim. That's why... <laughs> That's why you're out of a job right uh, now. Why did I go with the P-Wow? <laughs> yeah, that thing was not hand-painted. <laughs> and you've heard by now that we lost game show host legend Alex Trebek on the weekend. He passed away at age 80 after an incredible battle with pancreatic cancer. And, you know, reminds me a lot of Gord Downey's passing because... Alex was very public about his fight against cancer, updating his fans on a regular basis, and he kept going, mm -hmm. right? He kept recording at new episodes of Jeopardy right up until the end of October, just weeks ago, until he physically couldn't anymore. And it's his wish that those episodes play right through Christmas time as they were recorded. So Alex Trebek is still the host of Jeopardy. One of those guys who, from all accounts, was <laughs> just a beauty. Yeah, and he's one of those guys where everybody who has a story of meeting him 
says he was the nicest guy ever, yeah. down to earth. You, you just know. hear positive stories. The closest thing to a scandal we could find about Alex Trebek was this clip that's gone viral over the past few days. These are outtakes of Alex recording a uh, a promo for Phone Jeopardy back in the 80s, which was a phone-in version of Jeopardy. Hmm. And Jim, you and I can relate to this because you know how we get when we're recording and we screw up commercials or, or promos. Alex is crushing a beer. It looks like he's having a glass of white wine while he's recording these <laughs> as well. And he's having a little trouble getting through it. So keep watching Jeopardy 24 hours a day and call this number. Yeah, dumb son of a bitch. You don't watch it 24 hours a day. There's a daily cash prize of $1,000 and <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> Well, I'm not quite ready, so I'm going to do it now. Call now and play, phone Jeffrey. <laughs> you. All right, let's start cutting. <laughs> like if that's the worst <laughs> dirt you can dig up on somebody. Clearly, they're a pretty decent person. And here's some more evidence of that. We welcome to the Taz and Jim program, Dylan Atak from Hamilton. Hi, Dylan. Hi, guys. How are you guys doing today? Good, man. You were Alex Trebek's pen pal. I was, yes. How did this how did this start? You work with the Thai Cats organization and with the Hamilton Bulldogs, right? Yes, I do. Yes, correct. What do you do for the teams? I uh for for the Bulldogs, I'm uh, I'm the mascot handler on game days, so I uh so I uh, make sure that uh the bruiser's not getting tackled at all. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the secret service for the Yes, uh, for, for 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 the for mascot. Bruiser, yes. yeah. And it, then for the Thai Cats, I and then for the Ticats, I, uh, I, I'm uh, one of the equipment assistants, so I take care of the laundry, and I take care of the visiting teams on game days. That's awesome. <laughs> Dylan, you found out that Alex Trebek was a Hamilton Ticats fan, right? Yes, true. Uh, I, he, he, he's, men- he's mentioned that, uh, he mentioned that in his, like, in his audience tapings, uh, uh, from, from what I heard back in the day, and, uh, and um, actually, in one of the clues, some one of the clues on Jeopardy, uh, I think uh, the category was uh, what what league are the teams in, and Hamilton Ticats was one of the clues on Jeopardy. So I had known that he was a big, huge Ticat fan, and also uh, the smartest man in Canada. They say Peter Dykowski was also in Jeopardy, former Tiger, former Tiger Cat. So Peter also mentioned that Alex said that he was a Ticat fan too. So you got him a jersey. You picked number twenty-two. Why number twenty-two on the back? Because uh, he was born on July twenty-second. That's okay. Alex's birthday, and you got all the players to sign it. You sent yeah. it down to uh, Jeopardy headquarters, and I Alex did. Trebek took the time to write you back. Yes, he did. I uh, I sent it to him last year, and uh, and he sent he sent me a nice thank you. Uh, Nice, thank you. Autographed, signed picture. He wrote, "Dylan, what an amazing and thoughtful gift it will go in a place of honor in our studio. All the best to you and the team, Alex Trebek." Wow, that's cool. And then the and then uh, yeah, and then I just kept writing to him and giving him updates on how, you know, we were doing and our uh, and all that. And the the last uh, correspondence I got from him, uh, his book day was this. Uh, Back in July, and he turned eighty this year. So I sent him a nice birthday card to his to his house, and he and he sent me a nice thank you card back. And he wrote, "Dylan, thanks for remembering my birthday. Go Cats!" Alex, <laughs> that. 
That's pretty cool. In, in total, you you two went back and forth like six or seven time, times in a couple of years, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Now, what are you going to do? Are you, you going to frame all that? Because now, I mean, it's first of all, sorry for your loss. Uh, you know, you had a, a relationship through the mail with Alex Trebek, uh, but you've got to cherish these these pieces of correspondence, these letters that he wrote you. Are you going to? Are they framed? Are you going to be hanging them on the wall? Oh yes, they've already been framed. Yes, I I, I framed I framed all of them. Uh, whichever correspondence I already got back, and I actually even like invited him down to a tiger cat game. And he even wrote me back uh, with another sign picture at, at one point, and he goes, "Dylan, you know, thanks for the thanks for the offer. I may actually take you up on that offer one day." But you know, he he was great Canadian icon, and you know, he never forgot his grassroots where he came from. Yeah, and he, he would truly greatly be missed. Well, that's the difference from what I've, you know, you and I, Jim, get to meet some famous people, and the difference between a star and a superstar is the superstar they never forget where they come from and they treat their fans so well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, an amazing thing too. I, lo- I love the fact that he told you he was going to hang it up in his studio too, because every time you meet a celebrity, somebody that you think is amazing, uh, you know, you hope that you say something that has an impact on them or something, you know, something that makes you memorable or something. Yeah. But the fact that you sent Alex Trebek a Jersey, he hangs it up in his studio every day. He walks by it. You like, that's an impact in somebody's life. Yeah. Not, not, not to mention the the correspondence as well, but yeah. And how awesome is it for all Tie Cats fans knowing that Alex Trebek had that jersey, thanks to Dylan Aitken. Yes, thank you for sending it down there, Dylan. No worries. Yes. Well, I think Alex will be. I mean, we got to do something when we get CFL uh, football back up and running, and you know, we we have some Tie Cats games over at Tim Hortons Field. There's got to be some sort of tribute that we do for Alex Trebek, I think, at uh, one of the home games. Wouldn't you agree? I, I agree, yes, absolutely. Knowing that he was a fan of the team. Dylan, you cherish those memories and, and those letters, and uh, thanks for sharing your story about Alex Trebek, okay? Yes, thank you for having me on. Stay safe, everyone. Go and, Cats! Yes, go Cats! <laughs> some good news, man. Pfizer. They have said that they are very optimistic with a COVID-19 vaccine that they've been working on. Mm-hmm. This could so be something is. good. 90% effective effect, efficiency rate? 90% effectiveness mm-hmm. with this vaccine, according to the current studies that they've done. Um, Dr. Fauci and other officials said if they could get something that was 50 to 70% effective, that would be huge for the fight against COVID-19. So if this thing is actually 90% effective in preventing people from getting the virus, this could be light at the end of the tunnel we've all been waiting for. Great news for Pfizer, if so. They've invented Viagra and the COVID (laughs) vaccine. That is a wild resume. And you know, we've said on the show, when COVID is done... That's when F-Fest starts. <laughs> Everyone Baby is going to be ready too. to get out there and do some effing. <laughs> <laughs> so that Viagra, if they can just do a cocktail, mix them together, oh the COVID vaccine God. and the Viagra. <laughs> look out Caligula. Yeah. It is time for a COVID-free orgy Here in 2021. Go. Here's the CEO of Pfizer talking to CNN about the vaccine. 90% is a game changer. Now you are uh, 
hoping to have a tool in your war against this pandemic that could be significantly effective. How long this protection will last is something that we don't know right now, but we will follow up the 44,000 people that they received, they are part of this uh, study, for two years. And during this follow-up, obviously, we will be looking also uh, the durability of the immune responses. Do you have any Pfizer stock in your portfolio, Jim? I do not, no. Whoops. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> yeah, talk about things going up. Forget <laughs> the Viagra. That stock price skyrocketed yesterday. That's a, uh, hey man, could be getting a vaccine for COVID-19. Hmm. Uh, that's pretty awesome. I'll believe, I'll believe it when I see it, you know? I'm reading here that you can hardly feel the microchips that Bill Gates has mixed in with it as well. Oh, that's so, a bonus. Yeah, it's looking like a real success story right now. We like to keep you informed when it comes to the fast ones that the scam artists are trying to pull out there. You know, knowledge is power. You don't want to become a victim of one of these scams. Last week... And I know I feel bad kind of for the victim, but this is one of the craziest scams we've ever talked about on the show. Uh, in India, some guys were arrested because they tricked a doctor into spending over $100,000 Canadian on what he believed to be Aladdin's lamp. <laughs> they even had one of the guys dress as a genie to help convince him at some <laughs> point in the fleecing. If he was, like, I hope he was dressed as like a stereotypical genie with the parachute pants on and everything. Uh-huh. The, just a vest with no shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe potentially blue skin. I don't know. Like a low budget genie costume that he ordered online for $30. With that shiny material. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Doesn't even have a back to it. It's just <laughs> Velcro. How would you feel if that was your doctor? Too, by the way, you found out that your family doctor was the one who just paid over $100,000 for Aladdin's lamp. Yeah, time to find a new person to deliver your child, I think. <laughs> well, same sort of deal, right? If you rub on the lamp, you rub on the belly, eventually the <laughs> genie comes out or the child comes out. Yeah, I think it's that simple. It's the same thing. Sure. Well, there's another scam out there that you need to be aware of, and this is very time-sensitive. Uh, and geographically sensitive here to Taz and Jim listeners. Jason Momoa, super hunk Jason Momoa is in the area. Aquaman. He is, he's filming the second season of C, which is his show on Apple uh, Plus. He's filming that in Toronto. He's also filming it in the St. Thomas area. They've got like a little village set up out in St. Thomas. So Jason Momoa has been sighted, spotted in in the Taz and Jim listening area quite a bit. He just had some motorcycles delivered to him from a Harley Davidson dealership in Cambridge. So mm-hmm. like that's a that's a real story. That happened. Jason Momoa is around. But that doesn't mean he's going to fall in love with you. A 72-year-old woman oh, no. in San Antonio has been talking to someone online who claims that they're Jason Momoa. And the fake Jason Momoa has convinced her to transfer tens of thousands of dollars through her bank account to him. Well, that's how we afforded those Harley Davidsons, <laughs> I guess. 
You blew through all that DC money quick if he needs 10 grand from an old lady. This is the sad part, though. Doesn't matter what anyone tells this woman, she still believes that Jason Momoa is in love with her. He promised me a future with him, so that's what I'm looking forward to. And he tells me he loves me, and I tell him I love him back. Loneliness, I think, I guess. He, of course he's telling her everything she want to hear that she probably haven't heard in years. And of course it's a celebrity. She's being scammed and used. She don't think she's doing anything wrong. At some point, somebody's going to notice that fifty, eighty thousand dollars $80,000 is gone from here and, and where did it go? Sometimes it can be months before these things are found out. The complaints we get uh, frequently are from companies uh, that see large sums of money flow through their company daily, weekly, monthly, and sometimes amounts like that can be overlooked. She doesn't need to be victimized any more than she already has. I just believe it's him. It's not him! <laughs> Granny. What's it going to take? <laughs> the news just did a story on you, and you still believe. I know that Lisa Bonet, Jason Momoa's wife, is a little bit older than he is, but I don't think she's 72 years old. Not that I'm saying it's impossible that he could fall in love with a 72-year-old woman. Sure. But the fact that he's asking you for money and you've never met him, red flag. Yeah. Yeah, Momoa almost, like, I know he's a busy fella, but he needs to send a personalized message to this lady and be like, stop sending this guy money. It, like, that would be the only way she'll believe it. A video, right? Yeah, yeah. Or she might say, oh, it's a deep fake. That's not, <laughs> that's not my Jason Momoa. See, he does know my name. Uh-oh. Poor lady. So if Jason Momoa uh, contacts you online, says he's in love with you, and asks you to send... Tens of thousands of dollars his way. Don't do it. It's Unless a scam. he's wearing a, a genie costume. <laughs> if he's wearing a genie costume, send him the money. Otherwise, <laughs> it's a scam. And I've got a kudos to send out this morning, Jim. Yeah. Kudos. All right. Tell, I told you on the weekend I was cleaning out the backyard and the garage, getting all the outdoor stuff done for the season, right? Mm-hmm. Well, we've had a an old patio table that I've been meaning to get rid of for a while. And I put it out on the curb on Sunday. And I was starting to get a little nervous yesterday because it was still sitting there. I thought, it is a nice looking table. Someone's going to grab it quick. Mm-hmm. But it was still there. So I started thinking to myself, oh, God, I'm going to have to tear this thing apart. I'm going to have to take it to the dump. I'm going to have to borrow my... My stepdad, Alan's trailer to get the job done. This is going to be a big process. Well, sure enough, I went out to the car around 7 o'clock last night. The table was gone. Hello. Hmm. So kudos to whoever took my old patio table. It's not my problem anymore. <laughs> I wonder, because, you know, yours isn't like a through street, you know, technically. Not you know, a ton of traffic. That's yeah, the problem. Yeah. So maybe it was one of your neighbors. My wife said she did see someone do a double take while walking past the house earlier in the afternoon. Hmm. So they did. They walked past and they thought, oh, what do we got here? Gave it the little shake. Oh, yeah. pretty sturdy. Hmm. You put things on top of this table and that's what <laughs> tables are used for. Was it in good shape? It was in decent shape. It was made out of, like, deck boards. It was a homemade table that the previous owner of our house built. So came with the house. It was just time for us to get something that was our own. Mm. But it was, yeah, in decent shape. If you 
wanted to put a little elbow grease in there, refinish her, it'd be a nice little table. Good yeah. little, fun little project for somebody. I'm surprised you didn't try to pawn it off on me like you have with <laughs> 30% of all the stuff you get rid of. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Because I have probably t- pulled more stuff out of the garbage for you than I have myself, Jim. Yeah. Says a lot about what you think of me. Your current patio, all your patio furniture, I think, at your house, I have found on the side of the road. You, well, my old patio, it got curbed as well. Oh, did you throw it out? It's, it's getting paid forward as well. Somebody else grabbed it off did mine. Did someone take it off your lawn? <laughs> yeah. Nice. There's a lot of people that drive by my place, though, so I wasn't necessarily surprised. But I, yeah, I, I bit the bullet and bought some stuff at Home Depot this, uh, this year. Oh, good. <laughs> But it is funny when you're taking something, even though you know somebody has put it out to the curb with the intention of someone passing by, seeing it, and taking it away. When you're the person taking it, it feels like you're pulling off some major heist. Like you are stealing it, yeah, before somebody <laughs> sees you. Yeah, right, you pull off, keep the car running. Okay, Jim, <laughs> come on, come on. Let's go, let's go, get it in, get yeah. it in. Go, 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 <laughs> start driving. We don't have any bungee cords, just go. Pulling away with a patio table hanging out the back of the truck. <laughs> Legs dangling out of the window. Yeah, that's how far people will go to just not have any human interaction with strangers. <laughs> yeah, we don't want them to see us take it. We don't want them to know it was us. Let's get out of here. But kudos to uh, the, the table grabber. We're glad you took it, and we hope you ha- get years of enjoyment <laughs> out of our old table. Thank you very much for checking out the Taz and Jim podcast. If you want to listen to us the old-fashioned way, live on the radio, you can do that on FM 96 in London or Y108 in Hamilton weekday mornings from 5.30 until 9.30. Or subscribe, keep downloading the podcasts, and we'll keep talking.